met this day to glorify God, whose power sustains the world, to remember with thanksgiving those who lived and died in the service of our country, and to ask for God's help and blessing, that we may be worthy of their sacrifice each day of our life. God is our refuge and our stronghold, a timely help in trouble. Those who look to the Lord will win new strength. They will soar as on eagles' wings. They will run and not feel faint, march on and not grow weary. Let us worship God by standing, if able, to sing the hymn 715, Behold the Mountain of the Lord, hymn 715. Sorry, Alan. Now let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Eternal God, you are the shepherd of our souls, the giver of life everlasting. On this day when we commemorate and commend to you those who lived and died in the service of others, we are glad to remember that your purposes for us are good, that you gave Jesus Christ for the life of the world and that you lead us by his Holy Spirit into the paths of righteousness and peace. Merciful and faithful God, your purpose is to fold both earth and heaven in a single piece. With sorrow, we confess that in our hearts we keep alive the passions and pride that lead to hatred and to war. We are not worthy of your love, nor of the sacrifice made by others on our behalf. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, pardon and deliver us from all our sins. Confirm and strengthen us in all goodness and keep us in life eternal through Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
God of unbounded grace, you declared your reconciling love and power in the death and resurrection of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Teach us who live only in your forgiveness to forgive one another, heal our divisions, cast out our fears, renew our faith in your unchanging purpose of goodwill and peace on earth through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. <coughs> Will the congregation please stand? They shall not grow old as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. We will remember them.
when you go home, tell them of us and say, for your tomorrow, we gave our today. Please be seated. Good morning boys and girls, it's good to have you with us this morning and you were so good during that silence. We all know that this is Remembrance Day so I thought I would like to test out just how good you are at remembering things and that includes all of you as well. Remember in here nobody gets away with anything so we're all working hard to remember. So and I brought the bag today. So, Miller and Alexander, would you like to come out and see what's in the bag? Right, would you like to take something out, Miller? Just put your hand in and take something out. Alright, so what have you got? It's a badge, and it says on it, Argyle and Sutherland. Okay, so we've got a badge. So I'm going to just put it on the table there just now for a minute. Right, Alexander, your turn. What have you got? You've got photographs. We use photographs to remember people, don't we? People that are no longer with us. And one of those photographs is my mum when she was in the arts during the war a long time ago. So put that to that side. Okay, what else is in there? <coughs> a piece of paper and it says on it, National Registration. A watch that someone was given when they came by 
one of the local towns where they came back from the war. So I've got lots of things that, particularly my family, remind me of things. Remind me of, but most importantly, remind me of people. A broken penny. Now, there's a good story behind this broken penny. The penny was broken into two bits during the First World War and one half was given to one person and one half to his friend. And that one came back and we don't know, we actually don't know who got the other half or where it went, but that reminds us. And lastly, it's not very interesting is it what's left? What is it? A piece of paper with a number on it. What number's on it?
How many names are on the war memorials in the church there? Well done. What else is in here? Pictures. Okay, pictures. Because we remember people who look at pictures, don't we? A poppy. Yes. We've nearly all got one of these on today. <laughs> right. A penny, a broken penny, yes. It's down at the bottom. It's so tiny, I didn't. I'd almost forgotten it was there, but it's important. Yes? <coughs> the, the medals out. <coughs> yes? A wooden cross. Yes, the wooden cross. And one more thing. We've got the Bible. A badge. There we go, a badge. So, well done. So, you remember lots of things this morning, but the important thing is that we remember the people who have given up their lives, that we can have freedom. So, thank you very much for listening so well this morning. <coughs> And we're going to sing again, we're going to sing for what we want, we want peace within this world. So we're going to sing hymn number 528, Make Me a Child of Your Peace.
Most of the intimations are in the order of service. I could just remind you of the red bags that are available as the BB are supporting the ME4CC and there are details about that in the order of service. If the bags could be returned to the end of November to the box at the front door, you're welcome to put individual items into the bags, but please don't wrap or seal anything so that the folks that are distributing them can make sure that the bags are suitable for the recipient. There is a laugh in there at the festive knitting challenge. There is plenty of people sitting on the north transept and there's a handout around there. So please take some wool, knit something, socks or hats for our washing line that is growing and will grow week by week. We love the food up more lines. We're also needing ladies and gents toiletries and house cleaning materials for asylum seekers. The vendor meets on Tuesday at 2pm for a quiz. The guild meets tomorrow and note the guild is meeting in the afternoons just now. That's Monday the 14th of November at 2pm in the large hall. Our speaker is June Proctor from our own guild. Our topic will be June's pay. All are welcome to join us. Paisley Guilds Together meets here on Wednesday the 16th of November at 7.30pm. All are welcome to that. Yuyo, can I check? Is this Tuesday the... Sorry, sorry. The Connect Hub meets this Tuesday the 15th of November at St George's Outreach Centre from 1.30 to 3pm. Again, all are welcome. Like all of our activities that take place in this church, everyone is welcome to attend. Now there are a few intimations that are not in the order of service. Firstly, Stephen Clancy is looking for a couple of able-bodied people on Tuesday morning to move cupboards. If you can help, please see Stephen. Stephen's the gentleman that's upstairs in the balcony who runs our sound system, etc. The magazine articles should be with, in the hands of Irene Gemmo, the editor, as soon as possible, please as we'd like to be able to distribute the magazine articles along with various other bits and pieces before Christmas. The Kirk session is called to meet at the close of worship this morning and it is also called to meet on Wednesday the 23rd of November at 7.30pm in St George's Cossey Side. Now, I have the following citation to read from the Presbytery of Clyde. I will read it today and I will read it again next Sunday. It's headed Citation in Case of Adjustment Proposals. The Presbytery of Clyde will meet in the Shinnan Parish Church, Old Greenock Road in Shinnan, Renfrew, PA4 9PE on Tuesday the 22nd of November 2022 at 6.30pm. The Presbytery will discuss the draft mission plan previously circulated for a cluster in which your congregation is located at an order of the day. Where consideration of any cluster has not concluded within the allocated time, further discussion shall be continued at an online meeting of Presbytery held for that purpose only on Tuesday the 29th of November at 7pm. St George's, our congregation, sits within cluster C and an order of the day has been set for 8.20pm 
November for this cluster to be discussed. Your congregation is cited to attend for their interest and is entitled to respond to the report through the contribution of one person representing the congregation. Indications of a desire to contribute to the debate should be made to the Presbytery Clerk, the Reverend Dr. Peter Mackinville, by email at clyde.churchofscotland.org.uk prior to the meeting. So, the congregation is cited to appear at the next Presbytery meeting on Tuesday the 22nd of November. There will be an order of the day for Paisley cluster that we sit within at age 20 on that day. 40 minutes, I believe, has been set aside, and if the discussion is not completed, then it will be carried over to an online meeting the following Tuesday. And just so you're all clear, the plan for St George's is for St George's to have a full time a minister of Word and Sacrament. So there's one minister of Word and Sacrament allocated to Paisley St George's. That is the plan as it stands at the moment. That is what we are being asked to discuss. So if anybody has any further questions about this, please come and speak to myself. Thank you. And I will be back again next Sunday. <laughs> These are all the intimations. We turned out to scripture and our Bible readings this morning will be read for us by Muriel. Our first reading this morning is from Isaiah 65 verses 
Remembrance Sunday is associated with an event which fewer and fewer of us lived through and none can now recall. At 11 o'clock on the 11th of November 1918, the noise of gunfire which had filled the days and nights for nearly five years was stilled. To those at the front, this dramatic silence seemed to have an almost divine quality that touched their hearts. And our two-minute silence on Remembrance Sunday stems from them. Yet this time of silence goes beyond that dreadful war to end all wars. A time when we can all look forward to a day when all guns of war are stilled and people live in peace. For today we still all stand on the brink of conflict as the troubles in Ukraine and Eastern Europe, the Middle East and Africa remind us. But today we remember not just the dead of the past but also the hope of peace in the future. Dwight D. Eisenhower once said, every gun that is made, every warship launched, every rocket fired, signifies in the final sense a theft from those who hunger and are not fed, those who are cold and not clothed. This world in arms is not spending money alone, it is spending the sweat of labours, the genius of scientists, the hope of the children, the words of Dwight D. Eisenhower. <clears throat> I light this candle as a sign of God's light in a dark world, a glimmer of hope amidst despair, a fragment of love in a world of hate. Tomorrow's children cannot plead nor the long-suffering earth protest against today's destroyers, nor can our forebears cry whose sacrifice and toil, whose vision and whose faith helped to create the fragile good that we today enjoy, the fragile good that we so easily destroy either by fear or folly or mistake. Only through those who see and care today, the past, the future, and the earth itself can find a voice, can plead for peace and life. Dare we give them a voice to use? Dare we refuse? Voices, voices from the past, very Reverend John Miller, when minister in Castle Milk, collected first-hand accounts of warfare from parishioners which he used at all-age remembrance services over a period of some 20 years. The accounts are now published in a book, Silent Heroes, Heroes Ordinary People in Times of War. The first account, given by Mr John Turner in 1985, describes his experiences on the front line in World War I. Wounded earlier in his hand and leg at Lewes, after some convalescence, he returned to the front line at the Somme. 
This is part of his account. We went through a place, Happy Valley they called it, into the trenches. On the second or third day we got issued with rum and we were told we'd be going over the top in the afternoon. The afternoon came and sure enough we got the order to go over the top. About a hundred yards out over the top we got the order to go half left. So we switched direction and I got caught in machine gun fire, wounded in the leg. I lay there for quite a while. Then, trying to crawl back to the lines, I threw away my rifle, haversack, everything, and crawled back. I remember shells coming over, bursting 20 yards behind me, showering me with everything. <coughs> After a while, maybe an hour, I managed to get back. When I reached the bit of trench that jutted out, I went head first and fell right in. I was back. I sat there for a long time. No one ever came near me. I attended to my own wounds, took the bandage out of my pocket, bandaged my leg tight to stop the bleeding. I sat there on the first step that the men used to stand on when they were firing over the top. Another chap by this time was sitting opposite me. Another shell burst and showered us and he was wounded in the knee. Blood was spurting out of his leg. I helped him bandage it up and told him to get away as quick as possible to the dressing station. Night came and I still wasn't moved. I lay down in the bottom of the trench, stuck at the back of the firing step. It was pit black and I fell asleep. I was awakened by soldiers rushing up the trench. They were stepping on top of me. I shouted, keep to your left, wounded man. But they kept on running and kept stepping on top of me. These are the words of a young man who survived, who came home. No one who served in the First World War is still alive. But some people sitting here today will have memories of serving in the Second World War. Others will have memories of living through that war. Still more of us will have memories of more recent conflicts from Aden, the Falklands, the Gulf, Afghanistan. But today's reading from Luke's Gospel talks about destruction and fighting. In it, Jesus said, countries will fight each other. But this passage, this passage reflects the challenge of faith, the challenge of faith that we have in a world of violence. This passage encourages us to stand firm and to speak out. As Christians, we are called to endure. We're called to remain faithful in the face of suffering. For Jesus doesn't pull his punches in what he wrote in Luke's Gospel. And we are called to continue our commitment, particularly in this world in which we live, a world of violence, betrayal and injustice. But we're also called not to give up on God, and especially not on a God of peace, even though the world has been and continues to be soaked in conflict. We need only think of the first item very often on the news just now, of what is happening in Ukraine. 
and what is happening in Yemen and the other things that are happening that we don't hear about. Jesus, Jesus, he suggests that our experience of such a world, this world, today, and our trust in God's promise given to us in Christ, that that should sustain our faith, our belief-driven action. We're not to remain silent. We're not to hide in modern-day Anderson shelters. And for the benefit of the younger ones, Anderson shelters were shelters that were built during the Second World War in folks' back gardens where they could go to shelter from air raids. So what this is saying is we are not to hide in places of our making. We're not to take ourselves away in groups of world-denying belief or little oases of cosy cultural Christianity. For we as Christians live in this world and the world in which we live is a world of violence, of warfare and oppression. And it gives us an opportunity to testify, to tell others of God's faithful presence, of God's redeeming love, and of God's desire for justice for all across the face of the earth. In our Old Testament reading, we heard of God's promise of a new earth, but that is yet to come. But as followers of Jesus Christ, we are called to work towards this. We are called to work towards a peaceful world where everyone can live in peace and respect one another. At the Methodist Conference a number of years ago, the then Vice President Rachel Lampard in her address said, a commitment to justice and holiness changes us and will change the church if we have the courage. The courage to be a guest at the party instead of the host. The courage first to listen instead of speak. To first ask why instead of rushing to offer solutions. But then, then together to speak and act boldly. The courage to join together in the mission of God the mission of God that he invites us to share. And we do it, she said, all in the knowledge that by God's grace, anything can be possible. What powerful words. To listen first, to ask why, instead of jumping in immediately with solutions, but then, then to speak and act boldly. And to know, above all, that through the love of God, the love of God shown to us through the life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That through all of that love, anything, yes, anything can be possible. Amen. And to his name be all praise and glory. We continue in our worship by a modern hymn written by a congregation in Scotland, the hymn 712, What Shall We Pray for Those Who Died, hymn 712.
choir sing our anthem, our offerings will be brought forward. sacrifices made on our behalf, we are asked to be the change which our world so desperately needs. To that end, silence is not enough. It must be matched by our actions. And therefore, I'm going to ask you three questions, trusting that in answering, I will, we might together build a kingdom of peace. The answer to each question is, I will, if you will commit yourselves. Will you strive for all that makes for peace? I will. Will you seek to heal the wounds of war? I will. Will you work for a just future for all humanity? May God help us all to fulfill these promises. So let's now come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, we have dedicated ourselves to working for peace and justice. We have laid on this table our gifts of money, money given as a token of thanksgiving 
for all your many blessings to us. And so we ask that you would bless these gifts and their givers, bless our talents and our skills, that all may be used to help grow your kingdom. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. And Lord, hear us now as we pray. God of power and love, bless our country and commonwealth. Give wisdom and strength to the King. Govern those who make the laws. Guide those who direct our common life. And grant that together we may fulfil our service for the welfare of the whole people and for your praise and glory. Bless all members of the armed forces. Defend them in danger. Give them courage to meet all occasions with discipline and loyalty. So may they serve the cause of justice and peace to the honour of your name. Bless our young people. May they never see the flames of war or know the depths of cruelty to which men and women can sink. Grant that in their generation they may be faithful soldiers and servants of Jesus Christ. Bless our friends and those who were our enemies, who suffered and are still suffering from war. Grant that your love may reach out to the wounded, the disabled, the mentally distressed, and those whose faith has been shaken by what they have seen and endured. Comfort all who mourn the death of loved ones. And all who this day miss the comradeship of friends. Bless those who are homeless, those who are refugees, those who are hungry, those who have lost their livelihood or security. Help us to pledge ourselves to comfort, support and encourage others that all may live in a world where evil and poverty are done away and where human life reflects the radiance of your kingdom. Bless those in authority in every land and give them wisdom to know and courage to do what is right. Encourage those who work for peace, who strive to improve international relations, who seek new ways of reconciling people of different race, colour and creed. Bless your church throughout the world. By your Holy Spirit, draw the scattered flock of Christ into a visible unity and make your church a sign of hope to our divided world. Grant that we who bear your Son's name be, may be instruments of your peace, bringing peace to our homes, our nation and our world. And now, rejoicing in the communion of saints, we remember those whom you have gathered from the storm of war into the peace of your presence and give you thanks for those whom we have known, whose memory we treasure. May the example of their devotion inspire us that we may be taught to live by those who learned to die. And at the last, grant that we being faithful till death, may receive with them the crown of life that never fades 
through Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whose words we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Before we sing our closing hymn and the national anthem, could I suggest that maybe as you leave church today, you might want to take a moment to stop and pause at one of the war memorials at the front door. As I said earlier, the memorials here and at the outreach centre contain the names of the 240 members of the various congregations who gave their lives during the two world wars. These congregations now gathered together to form the new congregation of St George's. If you're in the centre of Paisley or some of the other towns, look at the war memorial there. Look at the names. Look at the poppies. Look at the monument itself. And just take a moment to remember the ultimate sacrifice made by those named, as well as all those who continue to serve our armed services in the name of peace across the world at this time. And as we go home, let us continue to pray for the day where weapons will be reformed into instruments of growth. And now as we stand to sing our closing hymn, it's like our today's Bible readings. Our closing hymn reminds us that through the love of God, our Saviour, all will be well. Hymn 562. <coughs>
God grant to the living grace, to the departed breast, to the church, the king, the commonwealth and all people, peace and concord, and to us and all his servants, life everlasting. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, rest and remain with you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore.